About what? Exactly. Ty with my co-host Justin and yeah, I, was, I was gonna say I'm a co-host too yeah you're here I acknowledge you okay I appreciate that I acknowledge your truth um, and my truth your truth yeah, yeah. here we are a couple days after the 4th of July yeah celebration of our nation's independence that's right that would probably be why they call it Independence Day probably but not many people refer to it as that no, some people refer to it as Flag Day, and they're wrong. Yeah, they're wrong. They're monthly. And some people retur- uh, refer to it as the 4th, which I guess they're correct about that, but mm-hmm. that's really doesn't explain it fully because there's multiple 4ths. True. This is the, uh, in- the day of incitement of our in- independence as a free nation. It's the day we, it's the day God penned the Second Amendment. Yeah. Is that granting all men the right to freedom, justice, and the American way of guns? Yes. Which I don't even have a problem with guns. I just kind of have an issue with weapons of basically mass destruction. Yeah. I mean, let's see. In the area in which we live, it seems like guns is the second uh, leading cause, or not, not necessarily second, probably third leading cause of, of forest fires. Um, people have. Uh, target shooting and a spark from a bullet lights grass on fire, and then next thing you know, the whole mountain's on fire. But yeah, that sucks. Yeah, seems like number one is fireworks, and number two is lightning. Yeah, what do you think of fireworks? I heard this year that um, a couple places did laser fireworks, and uh, I don't know if it was New York or somewhere big back there, back east, did drone laser fireworks. Do you think that's the wave of the future? You know, um. It's pretty cool to watch um, the way that they get all these drones out up in the air, all synchronized, and then the light show goes on. It's pretty neat. I think there's something that's. Um, so you've seen one, not in person, but I've, I've, you got to keep in mind. I've got a wife who is a firework freak. She loves firework shows, and she loves watching those drone shows too because that's pretty dang neat too. Well, I know I know she's probably listening right now, and no offense to her, but I'm not a firework freak at all mm-hmm. i i find the fireworks to basically be the exact same they were 40 years ago when i was a young child and mm-hmm. they they just don't do much for me okay um I, I don't know why but they they're just fireworks you know it's kind of like been there done that but yeah i mean everybody has their thing sure and on the other side of the spectrum is where my wife sits where um anytime you have people that ask you know who goes to a firework show and records it Nobody ever watches it later. No, I'll tell you, my wife is the one who records the fireworks show on her phone, and she will watch it the rest of the year. She loves fireworks. Well, I mean, I can't take anything away from someone that loves someone <laughs> yeah, like that, exactly. who loves something like that at all, because sure. I'm sure there's a lot of things I like that, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that's what makes us people, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think for me, the fu- maybe a little bit of my negativity towards fireworks is my worry yeah 
you know, we've got this whole place around our home lighting up and I'm just waiting for something to catch on fire, most specifically yeah. my house. And, mm -hmm. and people spend more money on fireworks for those three days and coming up in a couple True. weeks for our state yeah, our state holiday, holiday of uh, Pioneer Day in the state of Utah. Yeah, and everybody just goes absolutely apeshit for all this. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, our dog doesn't like it, and I'm waiting for something to start on fire. And mm -hmm. it's just, you know, if you can have a controlled show where they got people watching them and, you know, yeah. firemen there and stuff, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But everybody, you know, first of all, they've got restrictions around here, and nobody mm -hmm. abides by them. Yeah. Nobody gets in trouble, it doesn't seem well, like. And... We're, we're also in this convenient area that's a few miles away from Wyoming and Idaho, places that have a little bit more liberal firework codes. Yeah. So they, they sell a little bit more exciting stuff. That, I mean, it's kind of like uh, Utah beer versus uh, Idaho beer. People drive up to Idaho border all the time. Well, it's it. the same now, you know. Oh, it is now? Yeah, they changed oh, it. Oh, it, it used to be uh, watered-down beer in Utah because they put a cap of, what, 5%? And well, yeah, but all your all your main beers were three point two percent or something, yeah. you know. But mm -hmm. you could still get it at the liquor store and things like that. It just was warm. And yeah. warm liquor store beer isn't as good. Yeah, I can't imagine that it would be unless you're really serious drunk. Then it doesn't really matter. Yeah, exactly. Then you you know drink uh, cow piss as long as it's fermented. True. So what did you do over the fourth? We're sitting here a couple yeah. days after the fourth, and couple, this yeah. this is probably going to be. Uh, released, you're probably sitting a yeah. week after the fourth when this mm -hmm. is released. But yeah, so all of this is completely irrelevant. By exactly. Now. Yeah, I mean, who knows what the the next main um, news article is going to be? Um, for the fourth, we had uh, we've had this neighbor. Uh, our neighbor had a cat follow him home, and so now we're kind of this cat has become our cat's girlfriend. Interesting. It is kind of interesting. Um, so. She's been kind of hanging around our place and eating his food and shitting in his litter box. <laughs> well, he's not happy about her shitting in his litter box, but, you know, it, it seems like he's grown uh, okay with the idea of her eating his from his dish, which I got to say is very big of a cat because cats are usually dicks when it comes to selfishness. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so we had two cats that were scared to death on the 4th and the couple days leading up to it. So they stayed inside with us and had a good time hiding under the couch. Um, thankfully, both of the, these cats are fixed. So we're, you know, we've got responsible people around us that are uh, taking care of the stray problem in the neighborhood. So we, you know, there won't be any problems. Uh, and you know, I'm glad that our cat has a little girlfriend. It's, uh, she's taking a little bit to warm up to him, but why, why am I going on and on about cats? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just listening. No, I don't <laughs> give a shit at all about cats. No, but I'm sure our listener doesn't either. But I'll tell you, these cats are kind of adorable. It's kind of fun to watch them. Yeah, it's kind of interesting yeah. to see them strike up a relationship. So, yeah, we we spent the fourth. Um, yeah, we did a little bit of fireworks out uh, with our neighbors on the fourth, and that was a good time. They have a, a four, four year old, three year old, three year old son. And yeah, he had a good time watching him. He's to that point where he's no longer scared to death, but now he's excited by him. I kind of miss the old fireworks we were used to doing, like the those snake things yeah. that crawl in the driveway and the little zippers and mm -hmm. the yeah. It, you know, when you get all this stuff that shoots up in the air and explodes, I mean, it's cool and all, but you you can go see that with the main you know city fireworks. But I liked all those cheap little bastards, you know, and yeah. You do around and all the sparklers and everything that you touch and burn yourself to death. And yeah. 
you know. We we were going to go see the city fireworks, but they moved them from the stadium, which the stadium here in Logan is kind of up on the hill. So you can you can pick a pretty good spot to watch the fireworks from the stadium just about anywhere in the valley. Yeah. Um, but now they've moved them down to Willow Park. And uh, Willow Park's where the fairgrounds are. And uh, yeah, they, they do a bunch of stuff down there. But they it's not a great location to watch fireworks from because it's surrounded by big, tall trees. Can I tell you something? Yeah. When you're down there at a car show all weekend and you're still down there, it's mm-hmm. actually a pretty good place to watch fireworks from. I'll bet. Did, so were you still down there? Yeah, we were still down there. And we oh, watched them. Sakes. We just sat there and that. watched them the whole time. And they're right right above us they were pretty cool well we should have gone for fireworks remember how i said i didn't like fireworks but true yeah we we drove around the parking lot and realized that we were missing the bottom half of the fireworks so oh you should have come where we were because we caught we got the whole thing man yeah oh well it is what it is it's always next year so you do the car show every year right yeah we we go to quite a few car shows um this is the big one they have here in cache valley utah that um, it's a three-day event. I've I've done it, oh, I think since 95 or 94. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's, I'm not real happy with the way they run the car show, to be honest with you. Um, I wasn't, they always have a concert down there, and I wasn't happy with the concert because it was country music, and I absolutely. I believe it was Sawyer Brown this year. Yeah, and some other they weren't they were just the warm up band. Oh, really? Um it was some other country guy that I'd never heard of. Yeah. Um That's how it's getting to be anymore is they've got all the up and comers. Yeah, and and I'll be them. honest with you, um country music at a car show does not feel right to me. You know, we I go to the car shows and and you're celebrating for the most part, you know, you've got mm-hmm. your custom trucks and cars that are newer and stuff. But the 90 percentile of it is, you know, cars from the 50s and 60s and 70s. And and I think one thing that goes hand in hand with it is the music. Rock and roll. You know, here in the Beach Boys. In fact, they've had the Beach Boys down here once, one time yes, before. And that was the best concert they had down mm-hmm. there. And they filled it up. Oh, yeah. more than any of them have been and the beach boys i mean what goes better with car shows than beach boy music mm-hmm. you know well, exactly it's uh, the show here uh, we always say that it's called the cruise in cash valley cash cruise valley in. cruise in and you know it used to be tradition uh now do they still do this they don't they don't do it officially anymore but they used to officially like basically block off main street and allow these classic cruisers to go up and down no they still do Okay. So yeah, they still block. Yeah, they yeah. they had talked about not doing it a couple years ago because they were uh, Logan City was having to put a lot of money into it. Yeah. To have the police watch it, yeah. and they were going to pull them. But I think Logan City come to their senses, thinking, realizing that how much they paid these, um, you know, cops in after hours and you know overtime and all that didn't even compare to the amount of revenue. The car show brings Logan because it's generally a thousand cars or more, and yeah. and you know those thousand cars are usually a lot of families and a lot of people you know eating in town and staying in town at the hotels and and just it brings in a lot of revenue. So Logan yeah. City quickly backed off of that, and they are still doing it. They're still blocking it off. Well, that's good. I'm glad that they decided to continue that tradition because it it really is a lot of fun. They actually extended it this year. They oh. uh, actually had it going on a longer stretch of the highway than they have in the past. And I haven't done it for years. We just sit down at the fairgrounds and the show. 
it's tough because it's 90 degrees outside and you're sitting there going, you know, sitting in traffic waiting to get to the parade and it's, it's just miserable. Don't have AC in the car or yeah. anything. And I've done it a couple times and that was enough for me. All right. That's fair. It's a, uh, it's something that really does bring a huge draw to Logan. Logan used to have a very classic old school town, uh, downtown look to it where you know, a whole wall of storefronts up and down Main Street. Um, let's see, they got the tabernacle, big old church in the middle of downtown, and all of this was right on Main Street. Seems like they're trying to um, give Main Street a bit of a facelift lately. Yeah, they've, they've definitely torn down a lot of buildings, and, mm -hmm. you know, I know a lot of people are against it, but the one thing I can say also, some of those buildings are you know, to repair them would yeah. be ridiculous. And that's true. And, you know, everybody's always screaming, don't tear them down, but they're not the ones that supported the businesses when they were there, That's right. which is the reason a lot of them went out of business. And yeah. I, I think the world's just changing, you know, with everything online. And, and I mean, even malls, you look at yeah. malls are dying everywhere. All over the place, yeah. yeah. It, and the mall, you know, in the seventies and eighties malls were, you know, big deal. Well, th this was a time before smartphones. This was a time before you could do all your shopping from your living room sofa uh, while you're watching uh, or you know listening to a movie half-heartedly that's playing in the background on TV. Well, the thing I don't get, you know, in my business, we sell online. Mm -hmm. And the thing I don't understand is how online they can beat the prices of in-store so, so easily. Because when you're selling online, you know, if you're on your marketplace, whatever it is, or if you're on your own website, you've got to pay that plus shipping plus all that. Yeah. I mean, I can sell my product a lot cheaper if somebody comes and gets it from me. So I, I, that's a little confusing to me of how some of these stores can't compete. Yeah. Um, Do you think it's really that expensive to have a, an open storefront, a brick and mortar uh, shop where you have to pay, say, 5000 a month rent? Do I think it's expensive? Yeah. I, I think if you do well enough at competing, I think it's always, even though people like selling online, I think there's certain products, certainly, that people want to go in and see and touch and hold and, yeah. you know, and so like to have ice a, cream. Ice cream. People exactly. don't buy ice cream. Online. And hookers. Yeah. And that too. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but all seriousness, I think there's there are certain products that are better. Mm-hmm you know, seen in person than they are, you know, ordered online. Sure. And there's certain things online, you know what you're getting. If you know, you want John Grisham's new book. Yeah. I mean, do you really care what the, what the book looks like? What covers on it? Well, and even yeah. if you do, you already know it's going to look the same anywhere you get it. Yeah, you know, it's not sure. like you're going to go to Amazon and get a second rate version of the book. You yeah. know, you don't care if it's a shade lighter or darker. No. Yeah. Whereas clothes, that stuff matters, yeah. you know, paint, that matters. And I think, you know, it's like with Amazon and, well, and Walmart and Target and all these places mm -hmm. that sell clothes online, that's got to be a nightmare. Yeah, for real. Um, because I know just from clothes my wife has ordered, mm -hmm. she'll get it, oh, it doesn't fit, I'm going to return it. And I'm thinking, and me being a person that my business runs online, I tell her that's kind of, yeah. you can't do that, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I, I've actually wasted a lot of money on things. I don't return stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, obviously if it was a thousand dollar item or something, it would, but oh, if yeah. I buy a 15 or a $20 item and it's not quite what I thought it was, or it doesn't fit yeah, very, very rarely do I return it yeah, because it's not worth the effort. <laughs> no, and it's kind of a jackass thing to do anyways, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and I, I guess I know that because, you know, when you know something costs six or seven dollars to ship, if they have to take it back, then they've already eaten all their profits in it. You know, and I don't worry about it with Amazon, you know, but Amazon is oh, much. If anybody can afford it, it's Amazon can afford it. Well, and I think the thing a lot of people don't understand is Amazon was geared towards the customer. Yeah. And the unfortunate part about that is almost 90% of Amazon is sold through third-party sellers. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be in prime warehouses and stuff like that, but it's still not sold by Amazon themselves. Yeah. It's just delivered by Amazon. And, and even a lot of times it's not even delivered by Amazon or shipped. And Amazon treats their sellers like absolute shit. <laughs> I mean, if somebody... You know, I've had people send me back empty boxes on return and still get their refund. And so now they've got the part and the refund and Amazon does nothing to support you. So I'll tell you one thing, if you're going to buy any kind of automotive parts or anything like that, or really anything, I would suggest to try eBay mm -hmm. because eBay is made out of homegrown sellers, yeah. you know, all, and that's all it is, is sellers, third party yeah. sellers. eBay doesn't sell their own stuff. That's These right. are hundreds of thousands of small businesses on eBay and it, it's really no different than Amazon. You know, when I hear people compare them, yeah. they're really no different. In fact, most people I know sell on both Yeah, and would rather you support them on eBay than Amazon. Because eBay is a much more fair um, marketplace to both the, uh, the buyer and the seller. Yeah, they are. And, and it, you know, and, I would just rather support a smaller group like eBay that most of the profits are going towards sellers than a huge group like Amazon that most of it's going towards one guy. Yeah. Um, you know, I, there's been certain things like the, the online, the dot-com uh, explosion really rocked the world because I think that the closest thing we had before that was mail order. Um, like the Sears Roebuck catalog. Well, and everybody had catalogs, right? Exactly. I mean, you could yeah. order a lot of things out of catalogs. Lee yeah. Harvey Oswald ordered his rifle out of a catalog. Sure did. Yeah. So this is, you know, th that's what the world was like before, which, you know, if you can get exactly what you want from another part of the world at a better price, then shoot, pay the, the shipping um, and wait a little while and you'll get it for a much better deal. Well, that's, you know, what the dot-com era did is it it actually blew that up even bigger. So it was, uh, yeah, sorry, my phone just went off. <laughs> Who was it? My sister calling to wish me a happy birthday. Oh, it is your birthday. We, we need to discuss that. We just, yeah. we just got back. We might be a little sluggish because we just got back from a, a excellent feast of supper together um and so my wife bought us dinner so it's about time to take a nap now so mm -hmm. here we are you're going to get 45 minutes yeah. of pure silence and a little bit of snoring mm -hmm. yeah. yep here we go but anyways you know it's yeah i i don't know you know i don't really think of the internet shopping even though it's been a huge boom with amazon especially um, and Amazon and eBay are different things, obviously. You're not going to go to, you know, Amazon and find old used car parts. You're not going to find old records and, mm -hmm. you know, collectibles and antiques and yeah. things like that. That's And, and eBay is definitely better for automotive uh, type of stuff. Um, but most of the same stuff you find on Amazon, 
you're going to find on eBay and yeah. usually for about the same price. Plus you're supporting a better cause. True. So, and by better cause, I mean, you're helping sellers continue. And these are American sellers too. Mm -hmm. keep in mind where yeah. a lot of the Amazon is full of, you know, a lot of Chinese stuff and yeah. nothing Cheap wrong. Knockoffs. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. It, it, it has its place, you know, yeah, it does. but yeah, I, I don't know, but I, I, I look back, you know, we always do our episodes mainly geared towards the 60s. But, you know, if I was to say, you know, the 90s and going back, you know, basically pre-internet. Yeah. Um, what did catalog orders look like? I mean, what kind of things were we getting through catalogs? Well, we, we had a phone order um, during that time. So you could actually call up a 1-800 number or a toll-free number. And um, place an order over the uh, over the phone. Give them your name, your address, uh, what it was that you were uh, looking to buy. Are you dinging? I am. I, I thought I shut my phone up. Um, it didn't shut up. So no. I, I, I apologize to the listener. So um, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. You were unprepared. Airplane mode. I, you can do that. Airplane mode. Okay, let's do that. We're in a basement. Yeah, like I'm gonna, I don't want to pretend I'm in an airplane. Yeah, let's just pretend for a minute. Yeah. Um, so do you do you remember um, like the BMG and Columbia House Music Clubs? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where you could send off for you know for me it was yeah. cassettes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you sign up for uh, they'll send you what a cassette, a cassette a month or something like that. Well, I think you got I think up front you got like ten of them for free or yeah. some some number and then you had to buy two or three yeah. over a period of two years. Yeah. And of course those were exorbitant prices. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> uh, tape cassettes being $35. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think by the time it all evened out, you, you paid about average price for all of them, you know? Yeah. And you know, uh, here's another uh, catchphrase that hasn't uh, been used in a long time. No CODs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't see that too often. Uh, do you? No. That used to be everywhere when we were growing up. On they had all kinds of commercials where oh, you can order this, you can you know send away for that. Uh, sorry, no CODs, and they won't take American Express. Well, you know what's kind of interesting? If we harken back to the Sears catalog, there was times you could order houses out, right. of, out of the Sears catalog, and there's actually some communities in Salt Lake, some areas where these old the Sears houses are yeah. they're still there. Yeah, you know and. It, it's really interesting, you know, to see that God, I just ordered my ha home out of a catalog, you know, yeah. and threw it together. And they ship them out on a, a freight train with pre-assembled walls that you just have to put together. You would think, you would think nowadays it would be more of a thing now where they can 3D print things yeah. and stuff. And well, I'll tell you what they do now. Um, the, you might have noticed there's a big trend of pre-built sheds or fabricated sheds. That's, uh, we've got that big barn in our backyard. That's how it came is they uh, pre-built the walls in their shop, load them on a flatbed truck, and then had a team of guys come over and assemble the thing on site. So it was, it was basically like watching them assemble one of those, uh, pre or one of those, uh, craftsman houses. It was really cool. Well, I, I'm sure maybe one of the main reasons you can't do that with home right now is because of all the building code and, oh, and, sure, yeah. and things like that. You know, they're not as worried about that with the shed, but, but still you think, you know, the days of, you know, it's like, even when we built this home, we built this home a little over 10 years ago and you know, it took a few months, but if you really put in the time it took them to build it, you're talking about a week. Yeah. 
you know, because they come in and pour the foundations mm -hmm. and the concrete, you know, then they come in and frame it and then they come in and do the rest. And it, it's, it's a lot of waiting time, you know, yeah. so it'd be kind of neat to buy your own kit home and yeah. And build from there, you know, you up in a week. Yeah. yeah, you build, you build your front room and kitchen first with a shitter off the side or something. Yeah. And then <laughs> you just keep adding to it. You get weekly deliveries. It's like BMG music club, but it's, yeah. it's the BMG house club. house club. Yeah. Where you buy, you get 10 free houses up front. <laughs> well, I was thinking more, <laughs> I was thinking more rooms. Okay. That's a, well, that's a, that's a like you get basically a studio yeah. apartment to start yeah. with. Yeah. And when you can afford it, you buy, mm -hmm. you buy you know, yeah. a bedroom off yeah. to the side and then yeah. throw a hallway down to a kitchen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bathroom, and then you got your guest room. And yeah. And you just keep adding this stuff. I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, shoot, that's what they, they, they keep throwing up these McMansions all over the place and, you know, these little communities of uh, cookie cutter houses. That's what it looks like anyway. It, it reminds me, and I, and I, that's kind of why I like where we live, is none of the houses around here are the same. Yeah. And, you know, we've got some two stories and some ranch style houses and some that are close to mansions and some that are just kind of basic, you know. And, yeah. and I really like that because you go to some of these areas, I know they're building a huge new development down by you. Yeah. There's going to be 300 houses that you won't even be able to tell the difference between exactly. any of them. I, they have maybe three different floor plans. I'll tell you, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and mo and they're going to look all the same. Yeah. On the outside, they're exactly the same. Those three different floor plans, it's a matter of is the kitchen going to be on the right side of the uh, living room or is the living room going to be on the left? Yeah. yeah. And the only difference will probably be the colors on the exterior of the home. Yeah, exactly. Which, you know, restrict restrictive covenants, you can only have certain colors, um, of which will be white and some sort of gray. You know what I find funny is, you know, you've got all these building codes on the homes and you'd think they were safer now, but I don't feel like the new homes last near as long as the old homes no. that, when there were no codes. Mm -mm. You know, people built these nice brick homes yeah. or even sturdy wood homes and they're yeah. still standing. And you know, a lot of these like foundations, they would allow them to cure, you know, for two weeks before they'd build on them. Shoot, it seems like they pour the foundation one day and the next they're putting up walls on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's all about mass production now, you know, seems and speed. Yeah. It's and, and that's kind of what our whole world is now, you know. Yeah. I mean, if you really want to think about it that way. So and I don't know, so many things we take for granted now, you know, that it'd be neat to, you know, we're always talking about the sixties and things like that. It'd be neat to just automatically transport back to that time and to see how different things were, you know, it seems like we anticipated uh, with the future getting faster and um, easier and more readily available that there would be more leisure time that you'd be able to get all of your work done from a 40 hour week in uh, say a 20 hour week. So you'd have all that extra time. Well, we've managed to do that, but what we've done is to, rather than keeping the same uh, productivity, we've just in increased the standards and therefore increased the profits. And you know, we're still working just as much. Well, and that's what pushes as mental as health across the board, <laughs> you know, is an issue. And, you know, life, it should be with technology easier, mm -hmm. but it's, it seems like it's 10 times harder. Yeah. Like they, there's so much more expected. Yeah. And that's just to, to keep up with everybody else. Yeah. It's kind of, 
kind of crazy, you know, but, you know, living back in the 60s, you know, I think if the Supreme Court gets their way, we'll be there soon. Yeah, they're certainly trying that. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on the Roe versus, Roe Wade, versus Wade decision and the other decisions they're looking at making? Um, personally, I don't have as big of a problem with the Roe versus Wade as I do with the uh, prayer in schools. And I'll tell you why. It's because the Roe versus Wade thing, I don't see that as being a big issue. It just takes what uh, used to be a federal issue and brings it down to a state level. So it puts it more in the hands of the people. But don't you think, and this is my opinion on it, is, you know, for for the side that wants everybody to be so, to have all their freedoms and stuff, they certainly want to repress them from certain people. That's true. And I, I seen somebody write, well, if we're going to push it down to the state level, why don't we push it to the county level? Mm-hmm. And if we're going to push it to the county level, why don't we push it to the city level? Yeah. If we're going to push it to the city level, why don't we just push it to the people and let the people decide for themselves? And that's where we get back around to where we already are. Yeah, that's called freedom. Where we were last month, yeah. So, you know... The freedom to murder babies. Well, don't you think it's more... Don't don't you think it's a little bit (laughs) deeper than that? Yeah. I mean, because if... You know, every state's got its different rule and stuff. Some of these things, if you have a miscarriage, yeah. you can't have the DNC done or yeah. it's illegal. And so and that's a problem. That That's a real problem. You know, because when it comes to things, I mean, she, my wife never had a child in her life. Uh, and you know, that's really a painful subject for her. But uh, because of some health issues she's had, she's had DNCs. Uh, because of, and there's lots of girls out there that had DNCs mm-hmm. that never even uh, got pregnant, never even had sex, and had to, you know, get scraped. It's a, you know, it's not a, it's not an easy thing. But that's a, the problem is, um, you know, I, I guess I've always stood on the side when it comes to the abortion issue that abortion should be a doctor um, <clears throat> ordered uh, procedure. Now, this is a very invasive medical thing, and I, I think that. Uh, well, but it, but it's not necessarily. I mean, you can it's an have an abortion with a with a pill nowadays. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, see, I'm on the side of I don't want to see a baby murdered, but that baby's not a baby. It's part of the woman's body for a certain period of time. You know, I think there should be a set. You know, I yeah. mean, certain people believe conception starts at orgasm. Yeah. If you haven't heard about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download this free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, so that was a very awkward place to throw in a commercial, but you know we're trying to make a little money here. So if you don't want commercials, then you know start sending some money our way because we you know, we don't want to do this for well. I guess we are doing this for free. I'm okay doing this for free. We have been so far. Of course, we do it for fun. Yeah, this is for fun. You guys are welcome to join in our conversation. Um, but where we're going is, yeah, uh, so your opinion is that life begins at, or uh, no, that uh, you said some people believe that life begins at ejaculation. 
For me, it did. That means anybody that masturbates mm-hmm. is it's committing homicide. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not only homicide, but mass, mass homicide. homicide. Yeah, you're I'm, so many little pole pots running around. Yeah. You son of a bitch. And all you do is take it with the toilet paper and flush it. That's right. And, you know, so I think there needs to be... I see both sides of the story. I really yeah, do. For sure. And, I mean, I don't want to okay. pin myself either way. I yeah. People that are bored at six months because it's an inconvenience to yeah. them. But there's also people that get that age and the kid is not meant for life. They don't develop fully. They don't, yeah, I, you know. I had a coworker that oh, was a really sad story of miscarriage. She was completely viable up until eight months. In fact, she was weeks away. Like, you know, like not even weeks. She was a couple, couple weeks away uh, from giving birth. And all of a sudden, she stopped feeling the, the maybe kick. And she thought something's not right. She went into the hospital to her OBGYN, he checked out and was like, that baby's not moving. They delivered a dead baby. I mean, there was a fully developed baby, completely viable fetus, but for some reason, it miscarried. The, the baby just died in, in utero. Yeah, there's a lot There's a lot to be said. I mean, I guess there's good parts about it being left to the state. Uh, the problem with it is this, is if it, as long as it's going to be legal some places and illegal other places, people still get it done. So I don't really think it's changed as much as people want to say it did. People still want what they want. We live in a very selfish society that it doesn't matter what is right or what's wrong. No, but I I do fully believe in a woman's right to choose her own body, but there is, we've just got to designate when is that time that now there is a separate living being inside of you because it, It's not from conception. I mean, yeah, it, it, I don't believe it is. A lot uh, of people do. Th- there's a lot of different sides of this. Okay, I mean, we, we can look at uh, the cons- where does life begin. That's one one point. Another point is whose responsibility is it? Because it does take two people to make a baby, and you know, there's one argument that says, well, you know, the woman's the one that has to carry it. She bears the the bulk of the responsibility. I'm not of that opinion myself. Um, I think the women can do no wrong and should be able to do whatever they want. You've apparently been around really decent women in your life. No, but um, no, no. Do you want to change that answer? Oh, well, I was tonight. I was around very decent. Oh, okay. I'm just (laughs) I'm just making sure. I don't know. I I, we could beat this subject down, but neither you nor I are smart enough to... I say if we're not going to be responsible with our gonads, then let's take the easy route, and we'll just do a a mandatory vasectomy on every 14-year-old boy. So about the time that uh, puberty comes along, he'll still have his testes in there, and he'll he'll be able to, you know, grow and mature, but he won't be able to use them until he can prove that he's responsible. What if we, what if we had to give samples and freeze them so you could have a baby at a later date when you showed your responsibility? That's an interesting idea, isn't it? See, these are the these are the kinds of debates I want to see come out. I don't want <laughs> I don't want to see oh, well, when's it viable or my body, my choice yet? Yeah, I want to see this kind of stuff. Yeah, if we get everybody vasectomized, yeah. I don't know if that's a word, but it, it is it, now. It should be. Yeah. But they have to give multiple samples mm-hmm. and freeze them previous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That solves every issue. Because yeah. then you can go around having as much sex as you want without impregnating anyone. Exactly. And when you finally choose to 
have a baby, you can do it that way. Yeah, for sure. See that, and you know, vasectomies, they're, they are reversible, but the, I think I like the idea of freeze the samples because then you, even if uh, you can't reverse the vasectomy, sometimes it happens. Yeah. That, you know, there's permanent damage or, you know, scar tissue prevents that from uh, being reversed. You still have an option. You still have an option. Exactly. I don't, you know, I don't, it is what it is. I mean, I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen, but I just know our world's divided with everything now and everything is so polarized and yeah. and it, it just seems like every issue that happens now is A against B and there's no gray area with anything yeah. anymore. And <laughs> I feel like we're headed towards a split in this country, yeah. an actual mm -hmm. physical split. Well, yeah, because once again, we are uh, we're completely polarized. We're either... All abortion is okay, including full birth abortion, where you can completely birth that child, and as soon as they snip the umbilical cord, they can still kill it. Yeah, and you know that's murder. I, you know, be, they can they can try to justify that however they are, but or however they want. But that's that's murder. Just take the at that point, take the little bastard down to the fire station, and you know. Voluntarily and see, right. here, here's my thing. I think once three months hits, you shouldn't yeah. be able to have an abortion unless it's for a safety reason of some yeah. sort, you know, that could be a life-threatening or the baby's not going to be, sure. you know, viable to the world or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. then I think you should be able to abort starting at eight years old again. Oh, yeah. I see. I, I think that we don't go far enough. All the way up to like 50 to 60 yeah. years old. I think, it. yeah, we should be able to not just abort our children, but we should be able to abort other people's children. Who, um, you know, it may not be the kid's fault. Their parents just are not responsible adults teaching their kids how to behave. But we can abort their their yeah, parents, too, exactly. if we choose to. And I like that idea. Yeah, I mean, yes, you've been here 48 years. That's fine. I don't want to be orphaned. But, but it's time for you to die. It is. Yeah. Yeah, you've had your go of it. We've given you every opportunity to shape up and turn around. Because what's more humane? Yeah. Killing a baby at eight months in the womb that wasn't... Yeah, you know that didn't have a chance to live or killing somebody that's lived a few decades. Yeah, I mean these these are the kinds of debates that I think we really need to be having. Give the little nippers a chance before we deem that they're not worthy of life. I saw a quote the other day. It said, "You know, the longer you stay in the womb, the younger you get." Interesting. And it actually makes sense. It does. I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, you yeah. know. So if you're overdue to be birthed you know you're getting younger every second yeah for sure that's interesting it's an interesting thought isn't it yeah it is i read that last night i also read another one that said do you think lego people know that their homes are built out of their flesh well, no, that's interesting yeah, yeah i i read a few of them that were kind of kind of got me thinking yeah i mean if lego people are I, we're assuming that lego people are sentient because of the movies right that's kind movies. of what we're thinking, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm on board with that. But, yeah, basically, that's exactly right. Their flesh is made of the exact same material that their house is made of. Mm -hmm. So I just thought those were two little tidbits that ought yeah. to come in tonight. Mm -hmm. But what I want to talk to you about tonight is you know my love for classic cars. Yeah. Classic music. Mm -hmm. Not not classical music. Yeah. Classic mm -hmm. rock and classic yeah. music. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Brahms. Yeah, I'm, I am as well. And Raphael. Uh, classic, you know, classic.
classic movies, classic TV shows, you know, I still believe that somehow I was a, either a young adult or an older adult in the 60s before I was brutally raped and murdered or something. I don't know what happened. Who yeah, knows? Against your will. Yeah. It might not even have been against yeah. my will. Let's be honest. Do you think you were complicit in your own murder? You're like, okay, fine. Well, I don't even know yeah. if I murdered. Maybe I was an old man. Maybe I, but that, that wouldn't explain it because I don't think the things would seem as real and close to me as they do. I, I, I figure I was in my teens to early 20s in the 60s. But, yeah. you know, we always go to the car, sh a few car shows here and there. And I love, I mean, I love looking at old cars. I do. I love seeing people's craftsmanship and what they've done with things too because that's what i enjoy as you've seen in my garage you know yes, I, I, I work on cars and i restore them and i i love it but what do you think the future is for gasoline powered cars do you think you know because it's funny because if you go back to the turn of the century and i mean out of the 20th century mm -hmm. there were actually more electric cars yeah. than there were you know gasoline you know combustion engine cars yeah and Obviously, a lot of that has to do with the electricity grid. A lot of it has to do with the, you know, the, the batteries, I'm sure, are poor at best. Yeah. But what do you think the future is? I would, I, I don't know if, do we talk about this on this podcast or just uh, you and me? I, I can't, I can't I, discern between the two. I know the, yeah, it's getting to the point anymore that we can no longer remember what conversations were had in Justin's office versus conversations that were had over the podcast. So, um, if we, if we're going into the same territory again, I'm sorry, but bear with us because uh, this is a fascinating. We topic. could probably call that with a little bit of planning, but yeah, we could, but you know, that, that's not what you tune in for. You tune well, in. I'm, in which case, I'm sorry, we've been going about this all wrong. If if someone's to, if one of our listeners or any of our listeners are tuning in to, you know, hear our excellent planning and research, yeah, then I think they've come to the wrong place. Yeah, because I mean, really, when it comes down to it, this is the pre-show uh, planning part, um, and we just hit record. There we go. Yeah. yeah. So where I stand on this, <clears throat> I think it would be really interesting to have a uh, an electric uh, infrastructure grid with that could power cars like on freeways and streets. I mean, how awesome would that be? To, we, we do it with like trains and things, especially in Europe. I know that like the trolley system in uh, San Francisco runs electrically like that. Where you know it, it's got a series of cables that uh, power it as it goes along, but um, we we don't have that infrastructure in place right now, um, and I I just don't think that our technology is quite there when it comes to uh, electric vehicles yet. Uh, and the reason I say that is because we seem to be stalling out. We're running out of the materials that it takes to build the batteries, to build the cars. And it takes a lot to build these electric vehicles. Well, and you're saying right now only one out of every about 50 to 100 cars is an yeah. electric vehicle. And I, I, that's probably being fairly liberal with my guess. Sure. If you were to, let's just say half the cars all of a sudden were electric. Yeah. Number one, I think the thing people don't look at is to build an electric vehicle mm -hmm. and to create the supplies for the yeah. batteries and things you're creating maybe a larger 
carbon footprint than you are with a gasoline engine. Sure. The, especially these newer cars are basically emission free. Yeah. Even though they're gasoline, they're uh, they're emission free. Now, of course, yeah. to to drill the oil and to refine it and stuff like that, you know, is not. I mean, it does leave a carbon footprint, it, it but does. and you pay even so on the other side of it. You have to charge these electric cars somehow. Yeah, the power is coming from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It's not like it just power just comes. I mean, if, and if it's some, not all solar. <laughs> no, if we could somehow harness the true power of solar power yeah. and charge these cars to where they were completely green yeah. with power, then that would be a complete no-brainer. But right now, I think the infrastructure setup, I you know, and keep in mind I don't know anything about it, but I've got to imagine by the time you've built the car, you know, and all the things that have to do with the factory, the battery, the electricity you're doing. And I can't imagine you're saving anything over an internal combustion engine. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Other than $5 plus a gallon. I mean, yeah. So yeah, that five bucks plus a gallon is probably getting translated over into your electric bill. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's certainly not free. No. And the cars, of course, are more expensive as well. Mm -hmm. They can't go as far when you need to get them fixed. They're double the price. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll get to a point where I think the thing that needs to really change is the battery technology needs yeah. to be double to triple what it is now. Because I think some of the best cars out there, you can go 400 flat miles, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, that's not very far, really. Uh, not really. Um, let's see. One tank of gas will... I mean, you can get that yeah. far on a tank of gas mm -hmm. a lot of times, but but the difference is right now is you're going to pass 5,000 gas stations in that period of time, and yeah. if you're planning on charging, you better plan that out really well. Yeah, and we're getting better. Um, I mean, to, to watch the uh, growth of the electric charging station for electric vehicles over the last 20 years, it's, it's exploded. There's a lot more charging. Stations. I'd say over the last five years, oh, it's been yeah. you know obviously big with Tesla big. coming in and yeah. being big, and now you're, you're gonna. I think in the next couple of years, you're gonna see GM and Ford and the yeah. and the big ones here hit it um, big time. I read today Volkswagen is now putting a twenty billion dollar investment in researching battery technology, so they can be a big player. In well, I think that's where it needs to change because if you look at the batteries of mm -hmm. uh, the 60s and 70s and things. Yeah. The technology really hasn't advanced that much on no, batteries. We're still acid-lead batteries. Yeah, yeah. There needs to be some some new breakthrough, some new technology that's green and yeah. that, that can be better. Because I, I think even still, you know, you take a Tesla and I'm just using a Tesla as an example, but any electric car you don't have the range and even if you did are you going to feel good about going up to yellowstone that's the question because what happens when you're in yellowstone and you get into one of those buffalo traffic jams exactly and you're stuck on the road for an hour waiting for a herd of bison to move well i guess the good thing is an electric car while you're not moving you're not really yeah, you can just turn it off, right? Yeah, I mean, of course you can do that with a regular car if you yeah, want, for sure. Uh, unless you want heating or AC or something like that, you know. Yeah, I, I wonder if they have electric charging stations in Yellowstone. At like, I know they've got a couple of gas stations, like up in Mammoth and Canyon and Old I, Faith. I would assume any 
you know, big, big tourist area like that has got to have some electric stations. I think, I mean, we're seeing them pop up in our little towns now. I'm sure these bigger areas have them. Yeah. They've, they've almost got to. And, oh, for sure, because these are the sort of people that they cater to. Yeah. People that got, you know, $80,000 to throw down on a Tesla. But, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in the boat, you know, going back to, you know, classic cars and stuff. Mm -hmm. I have me a number of classic cars. I'm working on some right now, and... I'd always like to have one, you know, I mean, I can't see me ever getting rid of them, but do you ever see the value? Cause right now they're a great investment. Yeah. Do you think that investment will go up and there'll be classics or do you think that investment will go away? I'll tell you, if you have a, an old model T Ford, it only gets more and more valuable year after year. If, and it's the same thing for, um, some of the more rare editions of, uh, vehicles that they had, back in the day um you know if you have an edsel i'm sure that thing's really well you know the the funny thing I, is is the model t's being kind of the first and the foremost aren't really that popular with yeah. car guys mm -hmm. because they're not really cars i mean they're they're barely powered yeah carriages <laughs> is, is really what yeah. they are mm -hmm. you know i mean obviously your 50s 60s cars or yeah. you know the muscle cars and things mm -hmm. like that are where it's at but I just wonder if there'll be a time where you're not allowed to drive them, where, you know, you where can bring them out for, law. or uh, you can bring them out for parades or, yeah. or something like that. I think the internal combustion engine will always be popular just because people like to hear the roar of an engine. And that's something that the electric cars have taken away. In fact, it's kind of funny because that's one of the things that, um, one of the big dangers of electric cars when they first came out is people were walking out right in front of them because they couldn't hear them. They're, they were silent. And, you know, that's kind of the problem is that you, when you're out in traffic, you can hear an internal combustion engine uh, idling. Well, I don't know if you really can much on any of the new cars, though. A lot of yeah. the new cars are a little bit different. but Yeah, they, they build them to be a lot more smooth and silent. Yeah, it just makes me wonder what the, you know, I don't think in my lifetime I'll see them banned completely, you know, no. but it. But maybe your kid's lifetime. Yeah, possibly. I know that, that we, as a world, we seem to have big ambitions of really cracking down and, uh, you know, not necessarily outlying, but trying to reduce the number of cars that are internal combustion engines that are powered by uh, fossil fuels by so many percent, you know, I think what, 50% within the next 30 years or something. Like well, see, I'm a guy that could easily, I mean, I would prefer to have an electric car yeah. as my mm -hmm. grocery getter is to go around town and back and forth. I mean, it, it if I could turn my, our, my motor home into a uh, electric powered vehicle, I'd be so happy. So I got to tell you, me and my friend who I will unname, but we were down at the car show and we had a business idea a couple years ago. And our idea, you know, there's a lot of people that are taking muscle cars uh -huh. and there's a couple companies that do this and putting electric engines in them, you know, 68 yeah. Camaro or a GTO or something, putting a, an electric engine. Yeah. Well, me and my buddy had the idea of taking Teslas and taking the engines out and putting gasoline engines yeah. out. So this year at the car show, there was one there. Oh, really? That had, done yeah, it? that had a Chevy engine in it. Bastard stole your idea. Yeah, I know. And, and it's just for the people that like the styling of the Tesla, but, yeah. you know, are completely against electric. And mm -hmm. I'm in the middle. I'd be fine with an electric car. Think how you wouldn't have to have the oil changed. You know, you wouldn't. 
yeah. have to go get gas. You know, you plug it in when you get home and you, and to me, that's the perfect for a vehicle, yeah. but I always want a weekend cruiser where I'm, you know, go out and there's something about sitting in my GTO, for example, yeah. there's something about filling the power from the throttle pedal, hearing it, you know, mm -hmm. I don't have air conditioning. I have wing windows. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that is my air conditioning and you pretty much can't hear it. <laughs> yeah. You pretty much can't hear the person you're with uh -huh. or hear the radio, but there's just something not only medicinal in a way, mm -hmm. but spiritual, even though I'm sure. the least spiritual guy you'll meet when it comes it, to. It hits you on that level. It, do, it does. It It's just, and I don't know why. I mean, we're, but why is anybody into anything? You yeah. know, cars are my thing. It's mm -hmm. what I, it's what I enjoy doing yeah. as a hobby. It's what I enjoy doing for fun. It's what I do as a business. Yeah. And, you know, I guess I should have known that my life would turn out this way and I'd be enveloped completely enveloped in cars in every which way. Right. And when I take vacation, I take a couple of days and I do a big car show, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of my thing, you know, and as you know, if you see my house, it's full of car parts, just as rooms full of car parts <laughs> and cars. We've got all kinds of GTOs up there and some guitars and, some guitars. and quite a few books. Yeah. But yeah, you've got GTOs all around this room and a record player. Yeah. You've got a stack of, uh, repair manuals over there and parts manuals that's a good four feet no probably three feet yeah probably three feet yeah it's as high as the doorknob well there's another stack that high of the next room too so so yeah i mean you're a car guy you're a car nut you love cars the way my wife loves fireworks yeah i i do and her the bad thing is my addiction's probably a little more expensive than hers. Sadly, that's probably right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she can she can she's, record fireworks yeah. and watch them all year long yeah. for free, right? She's, she's limited on the number of fireworks shows she can go to. Every, well, all the fireworks shows, yeah, she goes to do them for free. Well, maybe when she retires, mm -hmm. she can travel across the country and hit all the states mm -hmm. holidays. Yeah. We're going back to that, but I'm sure by then all the fireworks shows will be up. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they won't be automated, you know, because like we said, the, they're doing they're starting to change over to like drone shows. But if if and you've seen them, I've never seen them. Do they appear like fireworks? Not that they can. They, they certainly can. It's, it's a matter of like they have so many drones that they throw up into the sky. And so they can like project all kinds of images and lights. And they can but where do you like get the sound from? Because that, that kind of goes back to the same thing in the cars. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's part of the thing with the fireworks is the kaboom, you know, yeah. and like the grand finale when it's going crazy. I exactly. mean, that's well, the neat part, right? Shoot, that was kind of the cool thing about all ten, what was it, five, seven years ago. They, they had these huge um, explosions there. They'd send a charge up into the air and they would just explode. And you could feel the shockwave pass. I mean, those, they, they only did them for a couple of years. I haven't seen one in a while, but boy, it would rattle you like no other. And I thought, wow, these guys are getting intense with their fireworks. <laughs> and they, they didn't even have a big like light show. They were really just there for the, the boom. And I think it probably freaked enough people or animals. And see, I think that's the part I would like. Uh -huh. So kind of going back to our topic, we're not our topic because we really don't have a topic yeah. but we're kind of pretending okay. like we do okay so back to cars well no i was kind of going to go back to the 60s okay and the fourth of july since we're just right after that time yeah what do you think i was thinking this the other day 
do you think the 4th of July is celebrated differently today than it was 50, 60 years ago? That's a good question. Um, one of the things that we did with our uh, weekend was we went to a party up in uh, the southern part of Idaho at our friend's ranch, and he just invited a ton of people. We had probably a good 150 people there. Um, it wasn't as big as it was last year because last year was on a Saturday and this year was on a, a Friday. So it just, you know, different day didn't uh, work out. Yeah, naturally, not yeah, as many people not as many can people make it. Up. But um, we we still had a pretty good crowd of people there. And all he wanted was just to kind of recreate this. And he was a child of the 60s. He'll probably listen to this episode. And, um, you know, he wanted to recreate that for people. The, you know, he... he uh, had a fireworks show all lined up, and then these guys are like, well, uh, we actually have to go to a gig down in Ogden that day, so we won't be able to go and do a fireworks show. But he... he so he had them lined up, but they weren't yeah. able to do it? Yeah. No, uh, I, but that's he, not... I mean, he had a big barbecue up there with all kinds of people bringing, you know, a chili cook-off uh, and, you know, barbecue, Dutch oven, uh, desserts, had all kinds of food up there. It was a really good time. Except for the fact that we got, you know, a microburst came through and blew us away for about an hour. Well, yeah, I know about that. We were down at the car show about the same time, and unfortunately, there were quite a few branches that broke off the trees and yeah. ruined some guys' cars. Well, I wouldn't say ruined them, but definitely Caused hit them. Damage. Yeah, there was a guy that had painted his car just the day before. Big, big-ass branch landed right on his hood. Oh, you kidding me? That's heartbreaking. Well, yeah, I... It, we we immediately took our cars and moved them out from under the trees yeah. out to the open, you know, <laughs> yeah. and but it yeah it was pretty crazy. So, but anyways, going back to that, so you think he's trying to recapture yeah, he, he's the trying to recapture the the Fourth of July celebrations from his childhood? Um, maybe one of the more modern shows, <laughs> not even modern. This this show's thirty years old by now, I'm sure. Uh, the Sandlot. They have a Fourth of July celebration there, and the you know they talk about it in the movie. Oh yeah, Fourth of July for uh, Benny the Jet um, said you know the, his whole thing was oh we can go play a night game because there's fireworks in the sky to light the to light it up. And, yeah, it, uh, that that showed a pretty good portrayal of a Fourth of July celebration. So so do you think that like. you, did it? You think that was kind of what it was like? There was big parties, or do you think they were more yeah, uh, neighborhood parties and yeah, stuff? Probably neighborhood or town celebrations. It's, it seems like there used to be Fourth of July. Always seemed to be a big um, community event. Yeah, have yeah. the barbecue out, cook burgers, cook yeah. dogs, and then the town puts on fireworks. Yeah, because it seems like the fireworks is always a big part of the show. Makes you wonder why fireworks is associated with the 4th of July, you know, why not with Christmas? Um, I mean, well, which I, would make most sense for it, not burning everything down. Uh, that's true. Um, and they, they do for, uh, fireworks for New Year's. Um, with the 4th of July specifically, it's because uh, they resemble uh, artillery <laughs> shelling, and that's why you get uh, a lot of people in um, care homes and care facilities and 4th of July have a real hard time. A lot of PTSD people end up or like dogs yeah dogs too dogs get ptsd it's scary yeah mm -hmm. yeah yes, they do. it's them damn dogs i mean they don't like when you blow in their face but they'll stick their head out the window <laughs> going 65 mile an hour i mean uh -huh. they they can be almost as big a dicks as cats sometimes true uh, they're a little more loving though yeah. most of the time yeah cats um I don't know. What, what, what would i say about cats when it comes to 
Well, I mean, they, they can snuggle with you on their terms. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a wife. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just always wonder, you know, you watch the news nowadays and you talk about these topics we talk about and everything to say it once again is so polarized. It just seems like, you know, even though everything wasn't better for everybody years past, it was simpler. Yeah. You know, and I think people could swallow their pride for a while and get along. And it seems like we're almost past that point now. I think that's probably right. And it's it's like, you know, you don't believe what I believe. So guess what? We're not going to talk. We're not friends. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And even past that, mm -hmm. um, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like nobody really knows what they believe, but they stick to it pretty heavy. Seems like it. Is it, it, does that it, make it, sense? It, you know, it does. At least you get that you get that vibe from a lot of people. Are we ready to, to get some more money? Yeah, let's take a break for a minute. Yeah. We'll be back with you in just a moment. Hey, listener, this is Ty from About What Podcast. If you've been listening to us, you know that Justin is a huge car enthusiast. Maybe you yourself are a huge car enthusiast. Maybe you've just purchased yourself a brand new Trans Am that you want to get all fixed up. Or maybe you've got yourself an old Chevelle. Uh, maybe an old Chevy pickup that needs to restoration. Whatever it is that you've got, why don't you head over to joltparts.com. That's Justin's website. See what uh, parts he's got for your restoration, modification, customization. He's into all kinds of stuff. And if you are a listener to this podcast, and I'm assuming you are if you're hearing this, um, you get an offer of 10% off any purchase of $100 or more at checkout. Just use the promo code about what. That's all one, uh, lowercase letters about what. And Justin will give you 10% off your first order of uh, parts from joltparts.com. So turn your clunker into a classic and uh, fix up your brand new Trans Am, um, GM, uh, Pontiac, Mopar, Chrysler, uh, whatever it is you got. Go take a look. Okay, we're back. Yeah, uh, so... Please do support um, our sponsor, uh, specifically Justin. He's very generous. Thank you. Okay. Appreciate um, that. You know, the, the funny thing is, is I, I was just uh, talking to you about the monkeys, you know, the group, the monkeys, yeah. Pleasant Valley Sunday is a song that reminds me, and it's supposed to because all the words and stuff remind me of a summertime party, mm -hmm. you know, sitting out drinking a beer, eating a hot dog or hamburger or whatever, you yeah. know, with a couple buddies. Something cooked on the grill. Yeah, because it's smelling charcoal everywhere, you know, roses are in bloom, that kind of self yeah. Pleasant Valley Sunday, right? Yeah. I, but in white checkered tablecloths. And yeah. Corn it, on the cob, it, watermelon. It, it makes me reminisce about something that I really want, but I, I kind of don't because I generally don't like that many people. <laughs> like you were talking about yeah. having a, you know, a big block party, you yeah. know. When I when I moved into my house, I got to know some of my neighbors. I, I generally get along pretty good with my neighbors. Um, and I thought, you know, boy, wouldn't that be fun to just seal off the street on one end and the other, and we just invite the whole neighborhood, everybody could bring a potluck, you'd get a huge, like, you'd get all these barbecues lined up in a row just cooking all kinds of meats, and people just 
gorging themselves on all kinds of foods and salads and whatever they could have. And then my, my, here's the kicker for me, Justin, is I want to see a huge vat on a on a big open fire of corn on the cob in a in boiling water, just sitting there cooking with a big fat guy standing there with some tongs, reaching in, grabbing a cob of, and your corn out of the vat. And then he's got one of those um, car wash mitt gloves that he just dips into a bucket of melted butter and then slathers it on <laughs> the, on the corn of cob or the cob of corn and then hands it to the next person that comes through the line. Well, yeah. I mean, it sounds like a fun party. I, I think the problem with it around here is I think we live in the wrong place for it because you're not going to have people throwing a party like that on Sunday since most people around here are Mormon. Yeah. And they're in church. And they're in church. Mm-hmm. And even when they're not, they're not going to be no, out having a church. big party <laughs> yeah. and, and they're really hard to have a beer with because most Mormons only have beer during the week. Yeah. So, if, you know, if you're going to drink with, with Mormons, you have to have more than one because then they'll keep each other from drinking all your beer. Exactly. Well, you know, the the thing is, is it like makes me reminisce. One of my favorite TV shows of all time is The Wonder Years. Yeah. And have you ever seen it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ex- excellent. Savage, yeah. yeah. Excellent show. Um, and it. I mean, it's got everything in it I like, right? Mm-hmm. It, it starts basically in 68, you know, and so it goes through all the late 60s yeah. things, that, you know, moon landing, which, by the way, will be next week's episode That's since right. it's coming up to be, what, the 53rd anniversary yeah, of the moon right. landing? Yeah. So we don't like hitting things right on the dot, so mm-hmm. 53rd anniversary is what we're going to celebrate this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Because we really can't celebrate a different one. Yeah, our, our last episode was on uh, the annuum of, uh, well, closer to the annuum of the, the murder of, yeah. But anyway, go and listen to that episode, you'll get it. Murder who? Uh, Tanya. Oh, Wait, our last whatever. episode, Tanya yes. A cur- uh, which was a, a cold case, mm-hmm. you know. A local um, unsolved mystery. It's yeah, basically. Cold case. I mean, they pretty well know who it was. I've got my theory, you know, that I gave a very plausible um, a- accusation. You know, I made up a conjecture that really implicates my dad. He probably um, could have killed both of these people. It would have been a, du- a double murder. You'll have to go listen to this episode yourself, though, and hear it and, and see what your thoughts are and do a little research. But... You know, most there. <laughs> most fingers are pointing at Tyler's father right now. Yeah, and by most, I mean both of mine. Yeah, exactly. And I think mine now, too, because Tyler has convinced him. me. Yep. But, yeah, you know, I I miss, you know, when I was talking about the Wonder Years, you know, they have little block parties and things. In fact, if you've ever seen the opening of Wonder Years, they're yeah. at the back of their house, and they're cooking hot dogs and yeah. hamburgers or whatever, and they've got it's the red and, Valley Sunday. red and white checkered tablecloth, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. the standard thing, and it, I don't know, it just, it harkens back to a time that seemed, for me, simpler, and not so many problems in the world, you know, we weren't turning on the news every day to, to hear about this mass murder, or that mass murder, or or whatever the issue is, you know, I mean, when, when something big happened, you know, like president Kennedy being shot, I mean, it was big. Yeah. You know, now there's so many mass shootings that there's one a day, sometimes more than one. Exactly. And you're supposed to keep up with it. You can't. In fact, it's, it's drowning us in to, to the point of you, you almost don't 
care anymore because it's just like oh another one you know yeah it, it's it's really making us numb to the issue i think and, and the sad thing is even with kids i mean they they still haven't got that thing all figured out down in texas with uh, what happened with those yeah kids. well so i mean honestly if we're going back to say it's the mid-60s right yeah did the same issues exist or are all these issues is asked exacerbated how easy is that for you to say exacerbated yeah exacerbated yeah see you knew <laughs> I can not talk. to be confused with masturbated no that's a little different yeah it's completely different I'll, although there is public masturbation um well there isn't you're not there's not to. yeah there's not you said it like there is i mean i guess there it can happen but it's not like it's, it's not allowed happen, yeah okay. but it seems like uh, ever since social media became a thing, there's been a lot more of that. So would public masturbation be mass su- uh, mass, mass homicide and, yeah, in public? Yeah. So would it right. basically be a public shooting? Uh, that's one word for it. It <laughs> definitely fits. <laughs> okay, anyways. Get, track. Okay. Get, get Getting back, do you, do you think the issues were always there or... What has made them is, do you think it's media's fault more than anything? And do you think our hunger for Maybe. for issues? Because I, I think we, we do have a hunger for issues because yeah. you can't, you can't, the news can't be just, you know, reporting on Mr. Jones' carrot garden this year, yeah. you know, and this and that. It's always got to beat itself, yeah. right? So I, I think we could probably do a, a pretty simple and easy study on this and uh, by that i mean if we took say our local newspaper and look up a typical um edition from 1960s and then take a look at today's edition and we can see you know how it reads comparably and that would also tell us how the journalism the quality of the journalism how it compares um you know now versus then, then versus now. Um, as far as the frequency goes, I think that there's a lot more frequent mass shootings going on lately. Well, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. I mean, that's simple proof. You know, the, the problem with journalism, and, and one thing you can see, especially it's happened in the last 10 years, yeah. is journalists now, we hear their opinions, not the news. Very true. And you know, when you were talking about abortions and saying it should be left up to doctors and stuff, that's a great idea and all that. But I think politics weigh themselves into that yeah. too much that you're going to have bigger issues with that than letting a person decide yeah. what they want to do. We have a lot of very liberal doctors in this country, and that's the kind of problem. We have a lot of conservative ones, though, too. That We, we do. And it's going to be... But you, a lot of the liberal doctors will say, okay... You know, every girl has a right to this. You know, I'm going to provide this as a form of birth control. And see, I, I'm i okay with that up mm-hmm. to a very short period of time in the pregnancy mm-hmm. before a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. But past that, then it, I, I do consider it murder unless there's another issue. You know, we, we've spent way too much time on that. But, you know, I, I guess my point is, is if, if we were to be transported back... 55 years, you know, here we are sitting in what, 1968, yeah, 1967, whatever it yeah. would be. 
and we were to go to a block party per se, or go to the fireworks, the city celebration, do you think we're going to hear a lot of the same talk, the complaining and the bitching about politicians? And I doubt you're going to hear as much talk about abortion. <laughs> no, you won't, because um, it simply was illegal. And, yeah. and, you know, keep in mind, that's the time it probably should have been legal, because it was so hard to get an abortion, it was very dangerous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you had, you know, a True. lot of things going on. Because, uh, let's see, if you take a movie like, um, oh, it's, uh, Dirty Dancing, that, that's one of the topics in there. Yeah, it is. Uh, fact, good movie, by the way. Good music, the 60s. good cars. Yeah, and uh, very topical. I mean, it's very, for the time that it was released, it was extremely edgy. And that's because it exposed a, a darker, more, um, what, more gritty side of life than most people up to that point had been exposed to. Well, keep in mind, it was released in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, I think it was based in 1960 or 1961 yeah, in the Catskills. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, we need to do an episode on that movie once yes, because it, it's an excellent movie. It's got good topics in it. It's got some nice cars. It's got good music in it. It's it's a drama. Yeah. It's a love story. It's, it's got Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey before her botched uh, plastic surgery. Correct. Where she looked better because she was recognizable. Yeah. So um, something fairly recent. I can't remember what it was, but. Yeah. I saw her in a show on Amazon, an Amazon show called Red Oaks. And, and you need to watch that show. It's and it's an excellent coming of age story mm -hmm. based in the eighties about a golf club, a uh, golf, not a golf club, a golf, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like a country club, country club. golf place, yeah. whatever has Paul Reiser in it. Um, you know, he's made a little bit of a comeback. Yeah, he has. You know, Paul Reiser, he was a big actor in the eighties and he, he was in all kinds of stuff. The nineties he was in. Mad about you. Mad about you. Yeah. I, I remember him in my. I remember him. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this sitcom, My Two Dads. Yeah. It was on. It, it was a pretty good show, too. Mm -hmm. But you need to catch Red Oaks. It's mm -hmm. it's good. It only has three seasons. They're pretty short because they're little half an hour episodes. Yeah. But, anyways, Jennifer Gray was in that. And I, mm -hmm. the whole point about her nose is I think I watched five or six episodes before I realized it was, it was Jennifer so Gray. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Well, I'm glad that she came through that all. Poor girl. That was a, a rough patch for her. Now, speaking of Patrick Swayze, he's he's literally probably one of my favorite actors. Oh, really? Most most of what he's been in, I enjoy. Mm -hmm. Even the less known stuff. He, he's um, a really good actor. I'll he is. And, you know, I mean, I loved him in Point Break. Mm -hmm. It was an excellent movie. I haven't seen Point Break. Oh, you need to see Point I Break. Know. What's wrong with me? Now there's a new one, but the new one no. shit. It's it's does, well the new one doesn't have Keanu Reeves and uh, Patrick Swayze. No, uh, Patrick Swayze was awesome in Dirty Dancing. Obviously, yeah. he was he was in good. Roadhouse. Yeah, Roadhouse, amazing one show. Of the most manly movies you ever. Damn watched. right. Um, I'm and trying that, to. There, there was a Las Vegas one. Yeah. I can't remember what it was called. Something about no. Waking up in Reno up in had Reno. him and Billy Bob Thornton in it, oh, and really? Charlize Theron, and I can't remember who the other lady was. Uh -huh. That was one of the last movies he filmed, uh -huh. and that was an excellent show. Yeah, well, he was well, in The Outsiders. Yeah, he was. He had uh, some amazing acting chops. Really good dancer. I mean, the guy was—he's a good singer too. Good it, singer, yeah. He did uh, sing one of the songs off of Dirty Dancing. 
Um, she's like the wind. She's like the wind. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people don't know that's him, but no. And you know what? Uh, what kind of intrigues me about Patrick Swayze, and I, I don't want to ruin Patrick Swayze for you or anybody, but I've noticed it, and after I've noticed it, I can't unnotice it. So I do apologize for anybody that I've ruined Patrick Swayze with this tidbit. The guy's got a lisp. Every time I, you know, just watch any movie that he's in, and you'll see, even Roadhouse, even you know, Dirty Dancing, any movie, he's got the very faintest I've, I've actually noticed that before but he can rip your throat out of your neck absolutely well not now he's dead so I'm well not, yeah I'm he's not dead so nothing yeah. to do i'm trying to think what other movies he was in Green um, Dragon. yeah um that was a ghost oh, to wong fu thanks for everything love julie newmar that's the one i haven't seen that you, <laughs> you said to, i need to you need to see that one. Oh, let me tell you my uh, sweet gay roommate roommate glenn that was his fate one of his favorite movies we watched that thing over and over again. And let me tell you, Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes, John Leguizamo, these three guys play drag queens. And, like, I mean, Wesley Snipes, Patrick, like, these are big action stars, right? You would not picture manly men like this in drag, and yet they pull it off to the point where you have to kind of remind yourself, these are just men in dresses, <laughs> you know, they're, they're not actually women. <laughs> you forget because like they're so good, and it's a funny movie. Really yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna have to see it. He, he, I'm trying to think what a, you know. Ghost. I really like that show. Was I, I thought that was an excellent movie. Um, there's other ones he was in, and for some reason they're passing my mind yeah. right now. But um, anyways, oh, he, uh, Black Dog about a trucker. Yeah, that had meatloaf in it too. Meatloaf was in that. Yeah, one. that's why I know that one. Yeah, um, <laughs> he played a really good. Preacher. That was that was a good show too. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, Patrick. It's too bad we lost Patrick Swayze because yeah. he was an excellent actor. Um, I, he just he was never typecast into anything, no. even though he's kind of macho. Yeah, he didn't play macho in a lot of things. You no. know, he uh, he played it like. I want to say he was larger than life, but he also played down to earth. Yeah, he you he know? did. I mean, yeah. you know, he was macho as hell in Roadhouse, you know, yeah. kicking everybody's ass. But but it was still good, you know. Yeah, I, and half of that is just acting alongside Sam Elliott. I mean, yeah, everything about Roadhouse was made to make manly manly men feel more manly. But it's a good show. It's a great show. <laughs> yeah, it's an excellent show. Yeah, yeah, it's. I don't know. I mean, it it's it's funny these things. You know, when I talk about loving the 50s and the 60s and all that, there's so many things I love that come after that that mm -hmm. I'm happy I am where I am because you have the best of both worlds, right? Yeah. But I always still wonder, you know, if, like we were talking about a minute ago, if we were, I was transported back to the 60s, would I truly enjoy it? Or is it just a nostalgia? Yeah. I, I think the nostalgia is stronger than the actual reality of mm -hmm. it because I think life was easier and harder at the same time. It, it was definitely, uh, what, you've got more smoke in the air. I'll tell you that. Now? No, back then. Oh, okay. I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, just public smoking was more of a thing. Indoor smoking was a thing. You yeah, know? I mean, I, I think there's a lot of things we didn't know. Yeah. You know, and it's and, funny because... And so when you deal with that a lot more. But when you look at it on a timeline of things, it's simply a blip on the clock, you know? I mean, it wasn't very long ago. I mean, hell, I think back to graduating high school and it's getting pretty close to 30 years, you know, yeah. and 
and it doesn't seem like it was that long ago for me. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And so when I'm, you know, when I'm talking to my kids about things I did when I was in high school, it, I compare it to my parents and it, to me, it was yesterday, but when my parents were talking about it to me, it was eons ago, right? Well, yeah, of course. So it's, it's kind of an interesting thing all the way around, but yeah, I mean, I, I completely understand what you're saying is growing up listening to my parents tell stories about, you know, their high school days or whatnot. Yeah. It was 20 years ago uh, yeah. at that time, or I guess maybe not even that long ago for my mom. Cause my, my parents were uh, teenagers in the sixties. They got married in 69. My mom was 18 when they got married and my dad was 23, I think. Yeah. So they, your parents are a little older than mine, but yeah, mm -hmm. yeah my parents are 20 and 22 years older than me. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. I mean, literally two decades and yeah. that, you know, speak, you know, here I am in high school speaking to things about that happened to them in high school seemed like it was forever ago. Exactly. And now talking to my kids, it's actually further yeah. for me, mm -hmm. you know, and it, you look at, I have to bring your boys on the podcast and see what they have. To say <laughs> yeah, I think we should. <laughs> uh, the, the, the weird thing is, is, and I know we've talked about it before is the technology of the cell phone without a, the cell phone and the internet yeah. have been the two things that have been the largest game changers for everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything we do, you know? Yeah. And I, we've, we've said it before, but I don't remember how we used to get around and, mm -hmm. you know, nowadays, if you have a question, you just Google it. Exactly. And, um, but I want to know who's, yeah. you know, we got to thank God for all these people that are actually putting the answers in Google. Well, exactly. Cause back before then it was your local librarian that knew everything. Yeah. And she was the closest thing we had to Alexa. Or there was a guy, you know, if you went around yeah. to, even when I was in high school, you know, a lot of people come to me for working on their cars, you know, how do you mm -hmm. put this intake manifold back on or whatever, because you couldn't just simply Google it. You had exactly. to either go check out a book or and look it up somebody that knew. or talk to a guy that knew, which was better actually, because then they could walk you through it. Yeah. But now you can just get right on YouTube and you could rebuild the whole engine. You if if 10, you follow close you enough, 10 guys, uh, different guys on different videos, rebuilding the exact same engine. Mm -hmm. And each one will show you exactly step-by-step step how to do it. So if, if you don't like the one, find another yeah that's and i think that's almost as much of a help as it is it's almost detrimental to, yeah. to people because you know a lot of ways i always figured things out yeah was by figuring things out yeah we don't have to earn our education anymore you don't really yeah. but you know at the same time like we spoke earlier it, mm -hmm. life's a lot harder now because yeah. there's more expected of you mm -hmm. um true the world is a sadder place. I think now, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, when I hearken back to the sixties or whatever time we're talking about, mm -hmm. yes, it was a great time mm -hmm. to be nostalgic about, but we've, we've said it a million times. It wasn't great for everybody. No, you know, it was great for the white male, but yeah. you know, females, I, I, I watched the help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's a good example. You know, mm -hmm. anybody colored of any sort, yeah. it was not a good time for mm -hmm. anybody female. Yeah. It was not a good time for. So mm -hmm. we've come a long way in those regards, yeah. but we've also come a long way in not being very kind to each other and, yeah. and being so separated and polarized in yeah. things. And what do you think is bred that to be in our culture nowadays? I, I used to, um, you know, I thought for a long time, in fact, I would still uh, say that this is kind of what opened the can 
of worms that it is is uh, Simon Cowell. Um, <laughs> when when American Idol became a thing, then we saw a uh, a typical rate or uh, music producer who would was he'd build a career off of listening to people and telling them whether or not they could make it, whether or not they had a career in music. And he was brutally honest with people because he wasn't going to bullshit them. And so we saw that, and it was jarring and it was shocking. And then all of a sudden, after American Idol became a thing, then every, every other contest show decided they needed to have their own Simon. And he kind of became this, uh, this what, uh, symbol or this uh, persona that people tried to copy. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be this har brutally harsh bastard that just rips people up one side and down the other and, you know, rips their head off and shits down their throat. Well, you know, and I think it's just a compounding fracture, essentially, mm -hmm. because I think everything has to be bigger and better than it always was. So, yeah. you know, news had, you know, when you had so many networks competing for news, they had to outdo each other. And yeah. so they have to keep going above and beyond each other, even to stretching it to their own beliefs mm -hmm. and the ridiculous theories and things. Yeah. And I think that is that rolls it's like a snowball rolling downhill and that's just media but then even music you know yeah. for the longest time you couldn't have swear words in music and that's then right. they started allowing damn and ass and then and then it started getting explicit yeah and then <clears throat> then thanks, you thanks cardi b yeah <laughs> well but don't <laughs> they have you. <laughs> but doesn't everybody have to it, to me everything is about the shock value of yeah. it now and i don't care if you're talking about music or books or yeah. tv or news or whatever it's yeah. a shock value. Shock value to get noticed. Exactly. And I think it's going to keep, and with the internet and social media, that even expounded on that, you know, and yeah. said, you know, you've got to do something mm -hmm. to push yeah. yourself to the front of the pack to be noticed. Yeah. And I think that's the worst thing that's ever happened to us. Yeah. I think all these things that have made our lives easier have made our lives sadder. Mm -hmm. And I, I think sometimes there was something nice about, Every store, even though I bitch about it, but every store on a Sunday is closed. Mm -hmm. Everything's done, and that's your day to relax. Well, we're not. It's a 24-7 world anymore. Yeah. Now, not so much around here. but no, no, but we do have expectations that regardless of what time, day or night, no matter where in the world you are, you should be able to get uh, whatever it is that you need or want. And and I actually believe that. You know, mm -hmm. I, I want that because I'm no different than anybody else, but yeah. at the same time, I... I kind of you temper it. Well, yeah, but I also long for the time where it was just slow. Yeah, yeah. When you did your shop, like shoot, it used to be that mom had a, a shopping day, right? Where she, you know, maybe on Wednesday, she'd run into town and she'd spend quite literally the whole day in town, or at least several hours, going from store to store to shop to shop, and. You know, picking up whatever it was you needed, whether the boys needed socks, whether the girls needed curlers, or, you know, whether we needed more milk uh, or bread, you know, she'd pick up the whole load, toss it in the station wagon, and then drive home. And, you know, that was that was her day, was shopping day. There's, there's another death we should really mourn, is the death of the station wagon. Yeah. Because you'll never see another station wagon again. No, I think the closest we got is the Ford Flex anymore. And or it's may, really maybe the Subarus. Yeah, they're kind of like a little they're mini. A little, they're what uh, they call them a sport wagon. 
Yeah, but I mean the true station wagon. You know, a full-size car station wagon. Rear-facing seat in the very back. That's the next uh, car I really want to do is mm -hmm. my, you know, I'm into Pontiacs big yeah. time. and My wife wants a mid-50s mm -hmm. uh, Pontiac Safari station wagon. Oh, no, that would be And fun. so, uh, but they're pretty rare. They're, they're basically like nomads. And nomads are pretty hard to find, but they only build about one Pontiac every 10 nomads. So they're even more rare. <laughs> so I found a few, but they... People want a lot they of money for them, but yeah. <laughs> they're, they're kind of cool, you know? Yeah. So I'd like to do one of those, but if I was to list all the cars I want to do, it's a fairly lengthy yeah. list. That seems like, uh, barn finds used to be a, a big thing. Now they're getting fewer and farther between also because everybody's looking through barns. Anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, every, everything's like that. It's what's driving the value yeah. of them up. It's why, like, as far as cars are concerned, people are starting to restore the seventies, eighties, and even nineties cars now as classics. And mm -hmm. I think that's kind of ridiculous, a nineties yeah. car. But then I think about it. Okay. Mm -hmm. That car's 30 years old now. Yeah. You know, and you know, when I was in high school, a 30 year old car was from the mid sixties. That's right. So it's really no different. It was a big old boat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. And you compared know. to the Hondas that people were starting to drive around, or the yuppies, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we'll uh, definitely get back next week. We're going to have um, our episode about the moon landing, mm -hmm. um, which is obviously a yeah. very large happening we, in the 60s. We've started doing the research on the Zodiac, so to our listener out there who wants to remain anonymous but is completely fascinated with the Zodiac Killer, we're working on it. We want to do it justice. So, And we'll try our best to do it justice, yeah. but that'll be up to you to decide it. Well, most likely the Zodiac is probably going to take two episodes. I'm afraid so, because, uh, well, I, I watched the uh, director's extended cut of the movie with, uh, let's see, the 2007 movie. Robert Downey yeah, Jr. Robert Downey Jr. and Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Mark Ruffalo. A lot of big name actors in this one. So um, I've started. That's my start in my uh, foray. And I've seen that movie. It's good. Um, I've read a couple books. Uh, there's a lot of different theories and stories. That movie kind of settles in on one only in a way. But yeah. So we're going we're gonna to delve into this a little bit because there's been a lot of research done with DNA. And so with the, the things that I've uh, been reading about and looking into, um, the main what, suspect um, that they raise in, in this movie, he gets disproven through DNA. Yeah. Oh, my shows. That's a spoiler. Oh, it? spoiler. Way to go, Ty. And Tyler is going to attempt to decipher the, the code. The code. Either that or I'm going to try and replicate it because, I mean, I've got my theory is that the code is complete nonsense that's been cobbled together just to make people confused. Well, the, fir the first couple weren't. <clears throat> that's true but, because they were deciphered. But that would make sense to make one that was complete nonsense and let people try and, <laughs> that's what I would try do. and decipher it. <laughs> this just like, to be a dick. <laughs> yeah, this guy, this guy does excellent code yeah. work. Oh, wow. <laughs> This thing, we haven't been able to crack this code for 40 years. and <laughs> Yeah, actually, they did uh, um, just recently, uh, a few months ago, was it? They, 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 they cracked Yeah, one. a couple, yeah. Uh, man and wife, man yeah. and his wife somehow decoded it. We'll, we'll get into that, but I yeah. think that episode will be coming to you in a couple weeks. Yeah, it's going to take a couple weeks. We've got to do our, but we are working on it. And uh, to our listener that was a, a big fan of uh, Jim Morrison. 
Yes, are, we, we hear you. It's he's still coming. Yeah, because I'm a bigger fan of Jim Morrison than you, mm-hmm. most likely. Yeah. So that one is coming. We'll probably the Wizard King is in the the wings. Yes, say. Yeah. probably right after we do the Zodiac, we will be on Jim Morrison. That so it's going to take well, shoot for as much as Justin loves it. It's going to take weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but that is our episode. A whole lot about nothing tonight. So, Thanks or today, or this morning, or whenever you're listening yeah. to us. But uh, reach out to us uh, on email about what pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram about what pod. Yeah. And we'll see you guys next week. Okay. See you later.